Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 235, The Velocipaster. Podcast of the cloth. Cloth. Cloth? It's C-L-A-W-T-H. Cloth. (laughs) Okay. It's a thing. Well, hello, Carnage. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic because we have two very special guests with us today. We have back again, we have Mama Chaos, and we have Sam Helsing. Thank you. This uh, podcast, this particular episode was a special request for the uh, movie and the guest. So, welcome, Mr. Helsing. Why, thank you very much, and I am very surprised I am back here. I thought my uh, various vampiric racist rants last time would keep me from being here, so I appreciate being invited again. Absolutely. No, that's, you know what, I have to take a lot of crap, so racist vampire rants is just no big deal. Don't me when you say that. (laughs) Jerk face. What? I'm the jerk face? You're the one who's always giving me crap? You're giving it right back, so. Well, that's true, I do. Okay, fair enough. Fine. So how have you guys been since you've been last on here? Anything new going on in your lives? Go ahead, Sam. Sam Helsing. Oh my gosh. Um, Anything new in my life? No. I actually checked the last time I was on here was almost one year ago exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, no, nothing's changed, and that's sad. In, in a year, <laughs> nothing's changed. Okay. But after 2020, it's not a bad thing. No. I guess, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> oh, I, with chaos, got a cat that came with this really cool house, and now we have a studio just for chaos and carnage to slap each other about and tell you about horror. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm very impressed. Like, when I pulled up and I saw the castle, uh, Transylvania Castle, I was I was terrified, mortified. <laughs> Why, thank you. Exa- yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, the hounds keeping our front door safe from predators. And neighbors. And neighbors. <laughs> and me safe from myself because I can't get out of my shirt. Dude, seriously? You could have done that before the episode. Well, I wasn't hot then, okay? God, wasting time, wasting recording space, just... Oh, whatever. Like, you even know. You don't know what I go through with this podcast. I live it with you. You I'm here every Friday night. You are. But you're not here when I edit. Thank all for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to tell them who we are and what we do so we can hop right into this puppy? Sure. We are They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. We are two best friends of 25 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. Um, mostly out of a de- desire to share them with you, our lovely audience, sometimes as revenge picks or prevenge picks, even. Um, because that's our how our friendship works. We have hashtag friendship goals. Our friendship lives in the hashtag Mariana's Trench of Hate, where we have our very own octagon where we can MMA style duke it out when we don't see eye to eye on movies. Are we headed there today? You don't get to find out until we get to the summary. So. Oh, okay. 
Well, I thought I'd ask. No. I, I wanted to get prepared, you know. No, like you can't prepare for the octagon. The octagon, you know. You can't prepare for the octagon? That makes no sense. No, I'm not letting you prepare. I, I'm not telling you if we're going to the octagon or not. Can you prepare for the hydra? For the hydra? What's the hydra? Other than being a mythical sea creature. Oh, that's all? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to interject some no sense so that you'll carry on. Now that's going to be my octagon name is the Hydra. The Hydra cut one of her heads off and another one just takes its place. Or as was heard during the drive-thru, Waypoint Alpha. Waypoint Alpha? Waypoint Alpha. What are you talking about? You need to speak up. That's for Heather if she's listening. Waypoint Alpha. Oh, no. Am I thinking what I'm thinking? Thinking? Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, but is us in on it or... No. <laughs> I love how you need to lean forward just for that. No. <laughs> yeah, we had a microphone cable go bad today, so we only have three mics instead of four, so hopefully... Of course, the only day that we need four fucking mics. Right, I know. We haven't needed four mics in like... Months. A year? Months. Months? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <sighs> yeah. First world problems. I know, right? <laughs> God. Yep. So we're sharing mics tonight. <laughs> um, we're the backup singers to you, Chaos. La, whoop, whoop, la. <laughs> that was beautiful. And then you ruined it <laughs> by dropping the mic. Um, we let's see what else. Oh, warnings for spoilers ahead and expletives ahead. Oh yeah. This week yeah. we did the Velocipacitor. The no, what? That wasn't right. This <laughs> week, we did the Velocipaster. It was done in 2018. It was not rated. It was an hour and 15 minutes long, and it got a five point on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked, because the tomato meter is a green splotch at a 59%. No critics consensus. Audience score much higher at a 71%. Much better. What was the critic score on this one? 59%. IMDb lied to me and said it had the highest score tomato on the tomato meter ever of any movie. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a lie. lie. That is a big lie. Maury Povich. We need a big Maury Povich in here. Be like, DNA says that's a lie. <laughs> you are not the father, Velocipaster. All right, should we do some casting? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the cast. Cast is horrible what shut up no i mean like i had trouble finding other things that these people have been in oh well yeah i'm sure you did i mean these are not like big name actors or even small name actors you'll find out (laughs) all right doug is greg cohen he was in a little water and then a handful of episodes of some shows and some shorts okay father stewart is daniel daniel Mm. Daniel Steer, uh, a monster of the re- monster or the re dead was the only other film he'd acted in. You said he wrote and directed this. He did. Yes, yes. he is our writer director. Carol is Alyssa Kapinski. She was in High Fidelity and The Deuce. Oh, really? Frankie Mermaid was Fernando Pacheo de Castro. Okay, I love both of his names. First of all, but he was in Vendetta and Dinosaur. <laughs> oh, another dinosaur movie. Yeah. Wei Chan was Ji Chang Yang. Okay, this is the only movie he was in ever. It's the only credit he has. 
I get I, two Christmases now. <laughs> Sam the White Ninja is Jesse Turrets. Not to be confused with the British White Ninja. Um, and he was in lots of shorts, and that's all he was in. You need to see there was a British Ninja. I mean, he died really soon into the movie, but there was a British Ninja. It was great. And he was white. He was white and British. Oh, okay. Do you have a summary? I would look... My God, I can't do this. We can go back and forth. Okay, we'll do that. We'll just do that. It's just easier. I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Well, you're not getting it. No, I'm just kidding. What? Um, Man of God... <laughs> it's actually pretty long. Man of God runs into ancient curse and quote-unquote China. <laughs> it's my backyard, actually. And things go awry. Backyard, wasn't it? It was. It was Daniel Steer's parents' backyard. Yes, that they filmed. That's this what in. I thought. Are you kidding me? No, no. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I just figured it was a public park. I I love this movie. I, <laughs> they did get the cops called on them at one point for one scene when they were in a park fighting the ninjas. And because um, somebody called the police and said that like a guy in a dinosaur costume was harassing a bunch of ninjas or something. <laughs> I think it was prob- probably the other way around. <laughs> you know, just saying. Um, I have a question for you since you know this movie very well, Chaos. Uh, okay, well, you know this movie. I looked at the locations, like the filming locations, and it said it was all filmed in New York, but they got a tax exemption for Pennsylvania. Do you know anything about that? No, like, I why would you get a tax exemption for filming in New York? Because they didn't want you in PA? I mean, what was that? Maybe. Okay, never mind. I thought you might know the Maybe answer. PA was like, film it in New York and we'll give you a tax break. Possibly. We don't want to be associated with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. Thought you might know. Never mind. No, let me look and see if it's... I doubt it. There's not much online about this movie. Yet. I plan to put a lot of false truths in IMDb. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) It's getting a sequel. No, it's not. Oh, did it not make it? It got canceled? When did it get canceled? Today. It ran out today. Are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? Can't they restart it? So sad. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, I know. They were gonna do something really cool. This is worse they than my dog to do died. The Lost Pastor Two and make it like a Jallo. I mean, they were trying to carry on a different horror genre. They were gonna go to Italy. It sounded bizarre. They're asking for a lot of money, though, weren't they? Yeah, the original film was thirty-five thousand in the writer director's backyard and they were looking for 275,000. But you know, we do have inflation now. Whatever, too big for their britches, I think. And staff shortages and Yeah, they made they got 97. I think they could have made it with 97 in the backyard, but they probably really wanted to go to Italy this time and film. I mean, how could you blame them? They wanted the Vatican coach. backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, this it was an international hit, bigger than in the United States. It had a really good run in the festivals, and it was pirated in Iran, meaning you know they stole it because they wanted to see it. So um, it's 
kind of like a cult classic, and I could have got a really cool T-shirt, but didn't make it this time. Well, hopefully they won't give up. Exactly. Don't give up, guys. I'll I'll back you again. Never surrender. Give up. Never uh, surrender. That's right. Listen to what's his name. Alan Tim, Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Captain, what's his name? Didn't he hit a lady with his car? Tim Allen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a Hollywood actor, so the chances are really high. I mean, he was arrested for cocaine possession at one point. So you give us some of your insights, Miss Sam Helsing. Oh, about this movie? Yeah. I've, I loved it. From beginning to end, I loved it. I rolled my eyes. I laughed. I didn't cry. I might have cried from tears of laughter. Um, what made it better was uh, I was watching on Amazon Prime, and it was one of the ones that there had to be commercials for, oh. and the commercials kept popping up at the worst times. Yes. Um, yes, they do that. It was so funny, though, because there's a scene where a character wakes up in a hospital, and like she, quote-unquote, dies... Yeah. <laughs> then the commercial cut right when he was in, like in the waiting room and they went, are you ready to see her now? And the commercial cut and it was a mom in a hospital gown holding her newborn baby. And me and my fiance <laughs> both looked at each other and went, no fucking way. Like this just took a turn like unexpected. <laughs> um, there was ones where blood was spraying in the face and it was like, now you can have our linguine in your home. Like it was just over and over again. It made it better. Everyone should watch this movie with commercials. It, it'll make it better. Um but no, I, I, I absolutely love the movie. I, I was going to wait to totally nerd out on it till we got into the plot a little more. Um, sure. But um, being a Christian myself, I was watching this movie and noted many, many uh, inaccuracies, I will say, which made me love it even more. Uh, there is a scene where he tries to quote the Bible and he goes, but Leviticus 24, 24 says, and there's no Leviticus 24, 24, <laughs> like, like there's none. It's Leviticus 24 and it ends right at 23. So there's no 24. Oh. And uh, I found it funny because Leviticus 24 is all about blasphemy. And that's what this entire movie was. I loved it. I love this movie so much. Um, I loved how he's a Catholic priest and he goes, we don't believe in dinosaurs. And Catholics actually believe in dinosaurs. So I found it <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I can, I can rip this movie apart with a smile on my face. I loved it. I laughed the entire time. The plot made perfect sense. The effects made perfect sense. The acting was amazingly atrocious. I can go on and on and on. But it's your podcast, so I won't talk <laughs> over you. Please continue. Okay, well, let's get into the plot then. I'm so, so glad to find out he was a Catholic priest because I was wondering about that because I was like, they said pastor. I'm like, pastor's not a priest. It's a completely different thing. So Totally different thing. I'm like, I thought he was a priest. And I'm like, wait, they said Velasa pastor though. Come on now. They were just going for the rhyme. I think yeah, Velasa pastor. That's just lazy writing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this whole movie was lazy writing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> so... I love this movie. Oh my god! Okay, um, so this this opens with um, a Catholic priest, Doug Jones, who looks like he got his costume at Walmart. I mean, like they, yeah, like 
I don't Spirit Halloween actually. Two for four ninety nine. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, it looks like. I, see, I didn't even say Spirit Halloween because I was like, I don't know. I think Spirit Halloween's quality would be a little bit higher. <sighs> this is like a Walmart costume. At one point in time, he goes to take the the robe off, and there's a little like twisty tie in the back, like from a Spirit Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. So he witnesses, quote unquote, his parents. <laughs> Uh, they're outside the the church, with the, which is actually a Methodist church, not a Catholic church. Oh, it's better. And um, he sees his parents, and they wave, and they're smiling and happy. And then all of a sudden, the car that they're standing in front of, their car, blows up. And we get this very... We know it blows up because it says, VFX, car on fire. <laughs> with, like, nothing there. <laughs> Not even the car. That's when I fell in love with the movie. I was sitting like in my couch, like leaning back, like, okay, I'm ready for this really low budget movie. And that happened. And I shot straight up (laughs) and I went, let's fucking go. This is a masterpiece. Michelangelo, who? Da Vinci, who? Like I, I fell in love with this. It was a great moment. I was like, that's a it might be an okay movie at this point. It was a great moment. Oh my gosh. So he goes, he's crying to his friend, um, Pastor Father Stewart. Father Stewart. Father Stewart. And um he's crying about how his his parents died in a really weird scene where like they're talking to each other and then on the sides of the screen their faces are really big like i don't know what that was it was an homage to an 80s music video clearly oh clearly i don't know it looked some doves were gonna release in the background or something there was a lot of really weird like artistic choices in this movie and i know they were on purpose just to emphasize how like gonzo crazy it was yeah yeah. Well, it's like the director, the, the 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 photographer wanted to be like, I could do whatever I want. I'm going to try all these different styles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. When they split the views of them in the conversations, it's almost painful. <laughs> but you're too busy laughing for it to hurt. No, you know what's painful is the love scene between Doug and Carol later. That oh was fucking my painful. Oh my god. I have. Sh- this is going to sound really weird. I have so many notes about that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that song stuck in my head all the time. It drives me crazy. Which my buddy at work said he unironically sings that song all the time. So he's like in a band. He jams out all the time. And him and his buddies were like watching this movie years ago. And they were like tearing it apart. They were loving it. And then that song came on. And they went, well, actually, this is kind of a bop. And they just <laughs> fell in love with it. And I think he can play it. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll ask him when I see him uh, on Wednesday. I'll be like, do you know how to actually play this, man? That's so awesome. That would be so cool if he could. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... um. Well, Father Stewart tells him, go someplace yes. where God can't find you. Love this. So, For all the people of China. We're, so we're sorry. He goes to China. We're sorry, China. China. Quote, unquote, China. Backyard. Backyard. Woods. He travels to China on a spiritual journey. And he comes across this woman running through the woods. And she gets shot with an arrow and... And as she's dying, he runs up to her and goes, are you hurt? (laughs) My child, are you okay? (laughs) Are you okay? You don't have an arrow through the heart, but it's fine. Just put some pressure on that wound. 
totally fine. So she hands him an artifact and says he needs to destroy it, but he doesn't speak Chinese, so he doesn't know what she's saying. And there's something about Dragon Warrior. She says Dragon Warrior. It's like her last words. Um, He cuts himself on the artifact, which looks kind of like a claw or maybe a tooth. Maybe it's a tooth. I thought it was a Velociraptor claw. It was not a Velociraptor claw. Velociraptors I mean, that's what they really look like. I don't know. I've never met one. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like just like a a piece of marble they bought at like Lowe's. And they just shaped it to look vaguely tooth shaped. Yeah. Vaguely. I emphasize that. Vaguely tooth shaped. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They did not have the budget to buy marble at Lowe's. It was probably a tree stick. Let's be honest. That's a, a tree good point. Stick? Like a, <laughs> a large stick from a tree. But I, I have to be specific. I think my favorite part, like leading right up to the to the girl getting shot with the arrow, is uh, they have the overlay, like the the background uh, voice, and he's going, "Go someplace God can't even find you." And he's he like he's walking. He looks over the quote unquote valley, takes in a deep breath, and goes, "Ah." China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because he cuts himself on the artifact, he starts having nightmares at night that he's going out into the forest late at night and transforming into a dinosaur. <laughs> um, and then we meet Carol. Carol is a sex worker. She is also pre-med and pre-law together but nobody finds that as interesting apparently as she says she'll be the only doctor lawyer street worker there is it'll be amazing well i one would assume that once she becomes a doctor lawyer she would stop with the hooking no that's what the real money is I actually had to relook it up because when I heard her say that, it reminded me of a story that was all over the news like five years ago. There was some uh, girl who was in med school and she auctioned off her virginity to a wealthy like baron in Europe and he paid for all of her like schooling. Yeah, it's a true story. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like she said that she goes, no one finds that interesting. I'm like, wow, like this movie's so unoriginal. They're taking from true life events. <laughs> so Carol, she, her pimp is called Frankie Mermaid. Um, Frankie fucking Mermaid. Frankie fucking Mermaid. Thank you. Because why? Because he's drowning in bitches. <laughs> I love that the actor came up with his own name for his character. That's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I would. Uh, it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna keep thinking of that line over and over again. I'm just gonna randomly laugh. Drowning in bitches. Oh, drown. My name's Frankie Fucking Mermaid, and I'm drowning in bitches. <laughs> like it was so good. That's so good. On Aqua Teen Hunger Force, what was the guy's name? Carl. Carl. He was kind of sleazy, gross. The sleazy gross dude, like, yeah. yeah. He just they wanted them the off his fucking hair. lawn. <laughs> he all. works out of the home. 
uh, what's you as uh, what's oh, you Frankie fucking weirdos doing in my fucking pool? Yeah, that was just his whole character. Was just get off my lawn. I think they might have been related somehow. No, is what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. shaved his like the crown on his head to make him look more. Sleazy. He had too much fun yeah. playing. That he had guy. way he too much fun playing that character. Yeah, yeah. like but, everyone else was dressed yeah. like normal, like yeah. like street like, clothes, and he was dressed like hair. yeah, like yeah, like 1970s death wish fucking. <laughs> Like pimp. <laughs> he committed. He bought his own clothes too for this part. Like this guy committed to this part. He was that the is best act character of the whole thing. That is an actor. That is an artist. That is someone who appreciates the craft of being a fake pimp that, drowning in bitches. That is someone who could take five dollars to the goodwill and come out looking like a pimp. That is that's <laughs> which isn't that hard. No, if you're that's going really to not okay. With inflation today, it's more like ten. <laughs> It's only four years ago. <laughs> it's like seven fifty. I don't know. I just wanted to make a point. I don't know. So he sends Carol to the park to work the park, and because that's where the real fucking money's at. That's right. <laughs> All the kids on the playground. Yeah, that got weird fast. <laughs> well, I'll see myself out, everyone. Thank you for having me. It's, it's like the park. What? I guess I, I don't know much about picking up sex work. <laughs> I guess. Oh, well, you see, what you want to do is. I, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I go to the park and see a lot of moms and kids. That's all. I'm like, why is she going there? Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> you forget about the creeps that hang around the petting zoo. That's, that's her clientele. We the lost Mama Chaos, zoo. sorry. <laughs> so a thug like comes out of the shadows and he's going to steal all Carol's money and possibly kill her. Maybe. What? You were right. <laughs> the creeps in the pain zoo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but this is a night when Doug transforms into a dinosaur and he saves Carol from her assailant. So there, then, then we get the like one of the best scenes where he wakes up in Carol's bed naked. He has no memory of the night before. He thinks that they had sex, and he's all freaked out because he's a Catholic priest and he's never had sex before. And oh my gosh, they can't ever do this again. And Carol's like, "What are you talking about? No, you saved me from. <laughs> no, it's nothing as silly as us having sex. You're a were dinosaur." <laughs> <laughs> So, so she he doesn't believe her at first. So he's she's like, well, "You killed someone!" Like, there's a body in the park, and he's like, "Okay, well, show me the body then. Do you have something I can wear?" She's like, "Sure, I do." Oh, and of course, he she doesn't own pants that would fit him anyway. So he's walking around the park in a dress, which my fiance pointed out. She goes, "She could have done him a favor and given him the longer dress because the dress <laughs> she was wearing was just a tad longer." It was. And as soon as I saw, it was like a tangerine colored sweater. like sweater dress. It was dress, like a sweater dress, yeah. Or whatever they're called cuz I'm a guy. Um but <laughs> he looked like Velma. Like just <laughs> like jacked to shit Velma. Yeah. And I just went jeez like that. <laughs> But um, also a little shout out to to the love of my life, my fiance. Uh, when she walks into the bedroom and he's like in the bed, like taking the blanket, like pulling the blanket up, 
like because he's so he's so ashamed that he's in his nakedness. But um, she, my fiance, just goes. I love that nightgown. Isn't that <laughs> nightgown lovely? And I'm just, I'm cracking up dying because I'm watching a movie at 28 years old about a Catholic priest who's a were dinosaur. And I'm just wondering <laughs> where my life has gone. But, <laughs> but carry on. Yes, they go to the park and he's dressed as Jack Velma. <laughs> yes. So she shows him and he's like, why did you cover it with leaves? <laughs> so great. She goes, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? I've never hidden a body before. (laughs) So, um, they, she like is trying to persuade him that there are some people who are just like beyond salvation and you can't help them. And the, and doesn't he hear terrible things in confession all the time? And doesn't want, doesn't he want to do something about it? And, and he should totally use his powers for good and just kill bad people. She and, wants him to be Dinosaur Punisher. Yeah, she does. She wants him to be Dinosaur Punisher. Um, so he's like, I've got to go right now and got to go to confession. And she's like, right now? And he's I'm like, late for confession. Yeah. And he runs and he keeps pulling the sweater dress down so he doesn't show his giblets. It's fan-fucking-tastic. He's like tripping over himself. He's running through the leaves. And the camera keeps cutting back to her going, seriously? And they'll cut back to him as he's falling. It was so good. Yeah, and then he runs into the church, and he really was late for confession. <laughs> Which, <laughs> as a Catholic, that's that's not how it works. If the priest is late, no one cares. It's not like you're going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> and what was Father Stewart doing? Father Stewart was just standing there. Couldn't he have run confession? I mean, come on. Help a brother out. He had taken his turn the day before. Okay, well, you know what? If someone's late, you just help them out. <laughs> I don't know. There's just too many glaring plot holes. He had too many lessons Mm. to teach him. I don't know if I can take it seriously. Being on time. I know. I can't either. I can't. I can't take it that Frankie Mermaid's ever going to confession, though. Let's be honest. Either. Yeah. So Frankie Mermaid shows up for confession. Well, I will say this: like the mafia, who were pimps and murderers and hitmen, um, like the Italian mafia, all very, very Catholic and definitely went to confession. Yeah. So I was sitting there and I went, you know what? I could absolutely see this. Like mm-hmm. I could totally see this happening. Yeah, but they also didn't say, hey, I'm swimming in bitches either, though, usually on public. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be You surprised. don't know. <laughs> yeah, That's all of us first. Italians are out in the street. <laughs> Just saying, I'm swimming in bitches. That's just an Italian thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, no, I would. That's what I say on the street all the time, because I am Italian. <laughs> I'm just swimming in bitches. Well, you are an evil mermaid. I am an evil... Oh, my God, I'm Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> I prefer Francesca Mermaid. Thank you. I agree with that one. So... So Frankie Mermaid is going to confession, a, yeah. a very holy sacrament, might I add. Yeah, he's like just bragging, basically. It's not confession so much as bragging. Oh, yeah, I do murders. I do pimping. I do a fuck ton of cocaine. And he just keeps going on and on. And I murdered these fucking two a couple weeks ago. Right outside this church. Right outside, right this, outside church. this church. It was crazy. It was hilarious. There was a guy out there like, oh, my parents. He's, <laughs> oh, he's crying. He's like, oh, my mom, my dad. Like, what a pussy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you might have known him. I think he was dressed as a priest, too. <laughs> 
so Doug is like, you killed my parents. And he freaks out and his arms turn into raptor arms and he smashes them through the confessional divider and strangles Frankie Mermaid to death. <laughs> he like cuts his jugular while strangling him and straight up is just like, who do you work for? Who wanted my parents dead? And he's like, I don't He's bleeding out. <laughs> We do never find out who wanted his parents dead, do we? Unless Sam. it was way Sam oh, the White Ninja. Chan. Yeah, not me. Oh, it was yeah. it was Sam the White Ninja. Okay, which we find out why later. Yeah, later we find out why. Um, okay, so so now now Doug's like, all right, so I guess fighting crime might be a good idea after all, since I just murdered someone. <laughs> So he returns back to Carol and he's like, I need your help. I'm going to do this. Um, well, he lets it slip that he, Frankie Mermaid. Yes. And yeah. she's like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. And she gives him a big hug. She's so happy that he killed Frankie Mermaid. So I don't remember this next part very well. It cuts into the most Stewart. fantastic montage, doesn't oh it? Oh my gosh. Oh, where he's killing people? Where he's killing yeah. people and yes. they're just having like fun little day dates together. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like uh, Alice from uh, uh, the Brady Bunch is going to pop up in the middle. My brother and I were watching this together. He's like, this is the Brady Bunch thing where they've got the six squares and the seventh and the middle. I'm like, oh, if Alice pops up, I'm going to love this movie even more. <laughs> she didn't pop up though. I was sad. Oh, that's too bad. But like they're eating ice cream together, like intercut with him, like, I guess, raptoring out and killing people. And then, like, uh, Father what, Stu? Or? Stuart. Stuart, yeah. thank you. Father Stuart, like, increasingly being more and more worried, like, oh, he's missing his church duties, even though it's like, I don't know, he's killing a lot, a lot of people. But, murdering, but. Murdering, yeah. Doesn't the funeral business pick up for them? Like, you know, you'd think. Well, I mean, he'd be like, we've got really so many new people. <laughs> It's not. And no one. Well, if they got masses to do, yeah. Presuming that he killed Catholics. Well, I mean, I'm just saying they're in a Methodist church. Maybe they do double duty. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, Business has definitely shrunk uh, since the Enlightenment began. You see. And with, and you know what too? Also, like when the economy's in a recession, like they have got to combine forces, so Methodist and Catholic in one church makes sense. No, it doesn't. They, they hate done. each other. Yes, it does. No, it they doesn't. A lot done. No, no. Yes, I don't hate Methodists. They should not mix. Hey, they both do communion. It kind of works. I guess mm, they all do communion. So. Father yes no. Stewart figures out what's going on with Doug. And he encourages Doug to stop killing and to stop being the Velocipaster. And Doug's like, you don't understand. This is, like, really good for me. And I think, you know, everything's going great. And he's like, no, I'm going to take you to an exorcist. Who we didn't do an honorable mention for oh, yeah. is Voltaire. That's right. The gothic musician who I freaking love to pieces because he's Voltaire and he does hilarious songs like like When You're Evil and he sings about putting tacks under people's shoes and stuff. Nice. Yeah. I'm very lost. He's, he's hilarious. great in this though as the exorcist. He used to be yes. a priest. He's an exorcist, to Altair, who used to be a priest, and now he's a demonologist. 
And um, so he's trying to remove Doug's power. They're trying to exercise it out of him. Love this part so much. I'm sorry. I just love this part so much coming up. What part? The Father Stewart flashback. Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. (laughs) Father Stewart has a flashback to being in the Vietnam War where he saw a war buddy get shot while off guard. And then his, his, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to make it through the war and you're going to have to tell all your buddies and name your kid after me and tell your buddies about me and... Tell your kid about me, how I made it through the war without taking a single shot, and then he gets shot and dies. You know, right your buddy eye. Ollie, the guy who made it through the war without a scratch. I went, so he's going to die, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, he's definitely dying. And then, like, there's a solid, like, 45 seconds where they're just staring at each other, just yeah. nodding approvingly. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, looks at his watch one time or something. <laughs> right, yeah. And then there's just... You hear a bang, and then Father Stewart's covered in blood, and he's holding Ollie. He's like, yeah! Oh, and the wig that they try to get him useful. Oh, my God, Father Stewart. (laughs) So that wig is so horrible. But I guess we're walking through, again, the backyard. That's Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, They're talking about, oh, these damn Viet Cong. They don't know anything. (laughs) With maple trees everywhere. Yeah, maple Maple trees trees everywhere. Yep. Oh, and then his, uh, the love of his life, though, who he showed she, Allie the picture of. She somehow shows up <laughs> in, Vietnam. in Vietnam, and she's running towards him calling his name when all of a sudden she explodes. But like, I love when she's away a mine. When it, when it cuts and it shows her like stepping on the quote-unquote trip mine, and the effect is so bad, it's like they cut the screen in half. But you can see the hand holding the bucket of blood as it's being splashed onto Father Stewart. And and then he's sitting there. He's covered in blood. Like, he's just, like, shell-shocked. Like, one, how did the love of his life make Vietnam during the middle of the war? Two, she's dead. And then the two guys standing next to him who are part of his unit who are holding really shitty airsoft guns are just sitting there. And one goes, man, I can't believe it. She made it all the way to a war zone. The other one goes... She must have really wanted to start a family. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this movie's so great. And then he just goes, and after that, I found my way back to being a Catholic priest. It's just like, how did you, like, you were a Catholic priest. You must have stopped being a priest to fall in love and then go to war. And then everything happens. And then you come back and you're just a Catholic priest again. I He's like, care. well, that didn't work out too well. Guess I'll go back to the priesthood. Right, right. Poor Father Stewart this whole time. I mean, like, I feel so bad for the guy. He's like... Yeah, so we go back to the presence. The exorcism fails. Doug transforms. And he, like, gouges out one of Father Stewart's eyes. Yeah. Like, of course it's Father Stewart. Yeah. Not the guy that's trying to exorcise you. No. It's your friend. Yeah. Of course. Definitely. And then he runs away. Yes. <laughs> then he runs away. I don't even believe in dinosaurs. And then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But I love, like, when Father Stewart walked in on him, and he was like, we really need to talk, Father Doug. And yeah. he's he's reading a book that's just called Crime 2. And Father Stewart walks in, and he goes, oh, Father, forgive me. And, like, he does the thing where he hides the book in another book, and he hides Crime 2 in front of the Bible. But Crime 2 is like three times like the size than the, the Bible. Bible. <laughs> so he's not hiding it. Yeah. But that's after he takes a book called 
everything you need to know about dinosaurs. <laughs> and he throws it on the floor. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So he goes back to Carol. Is this when they do it? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. They, I skipped over that in, well, in my Well, there was ninjas summary. that attack Doug first, and then he goes back to Carol. Okay. And more ninjas follow him after they have sex. Which, oh my gosh, the ninjas in the park, um, that fight scene. Like, <laughs> there's an Australian ninja giving battle commands. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle it. And it just cuts to one ninja who's, like, standing off to the side, not paying attention. And he has a flashback. <laughs> About the love of his life. About the love of his life. Which raises more questions like 30 minutes later when, uh, when like, you learn the truth behind why this ninja order is hunting down the dinosaur passenger. Yeah. So, Tug and Carol do it. They do a very jaunty song. Like a two and a half minute long sex scene. Oh my god, it is so long. And it's more Brady Bunch squares. Yes. Did either of you catch the really, like... It was... I know... They were like, oh my gosh, wouldn't this be funny? And didn't realize how deep of a scene they were making. While they're having sex, their hands do Michelangelo's The Creation. No, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And I was like, okay, so they're very obviously, because okay. it's like... I think I saw that because it's time. Yeah, it's yeah. Christianity, so they're very obviously like making this joke, like, haha, The Creation. But then like, I had to sit there, because I have a very overactive mind, and I paused it. And my poor fiance staring at me like, why are you thinking so hard about this? I was like, it's the creation. And they're having sex. What is the point of sex? It's to create new life. It's like the whole biological purpose. So they had the creation during the act of creation. And I was like, this movie's so fucking deep. And then I was like, wait, Frankie fucking mermaid. No, they just didn't realize they struck gold when they did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So after this really long, awkward sex scene. With amazing music. Like, just an amazing music number. With amazing music. More ninjas come. They fight off more ninjas. And then we go to Father Stuart, Stuart waking up in the camp of ninjas. Christian ninjas. Well, we find out, yes, that they are drug-dealing Christian ninjas. Led by Wei Chan, who plans to sell highly addictive cocaine to people and then cut off the supplies so that people will go into rehab, they'll catch them in the church, and then they'll have a whole army of of people. Yeah. It's 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 such a like I fucking love it. Like it's such a I don't mean great as in like it's a great plan. I mean great as in this is such a fantastic fucking movie. But it's just like there's no, like the end, like all of it's evil, but the end goal is like, and then everyone will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, they're not doing it for like, and then we'll have world domination. They're not doing it to be swimming in bitches. They're not yeah. doing it to like be drug lords. They're literally like doing it just cause like, and then there'll be world peace. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Through highly addictive blue cocaine. Yes. yes. If we only knew that years ago, we could have done this in the 80s and her world peace a long time ago. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. So Father Stewart rejects this whole idea and We're they kill him. Away from they you, kill him. They fucking kill Father Stewart. Yeah. He goes, he's got his amazing Nick Fury eye patch on and he goes, but 
that's really unchristian to take away free will. And then like Sam in the Sam the ninja in the background's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. And then like Wei Chong or whatever his name is just goes, oh he's a heathen. (laughs) (laughs) We must teach you our peaceful ways through force. Well, that reminds me of the very end of the movie, which killed me. Oh my gosh, I died. I did you not? I yes, we'll get there. But oh my god. Um. So Doug and Carol are then again confronted by ninjas, and they have this plan to stop Wei Chan. So Doug is stopped by Sam the White Ninja, who he then realizes is his brother. You don't remember me, do you? Takes off his mask, brother. And I, I like at that moment, I went, "Why the fuck not? Let's crank it up to eleven. Let's keep going. Like I, I'm riding this pony to the end. Let's go." And it, it cuts and shows all these flashbacks of Doug talking with his parents, and like his dad goes, "You're my only son, Doug. I love you." When you get back from priest school, we'll all go out together as a family. And Sam is now like superimposed in the background of all these flashbacks we saw when his parents died. And he's just like, they always loved you more. Well, guess what? You're not the only Christian in the family. (laughs) (laughs) So Doug kills Sam by using telekinesis to take his sword... And kill him. Sam pulls out his sword and he goes, the sword of my ancestors will strike you down. And they stare at each other for like a really long time. (laughs) And then Doug just holds out his hand and he goes, your ancestors are my ancestors, asshole. And cuts him down. (laughs) At that point, I was standing and screaming like, let's go. And Josie's dying. Uh, That's my fiance, by the way. She's just, Flat out dying laughing. And then in the background, the prostitute is fighting all these ninjas all by yourself because I forgot her name. I, Carol. 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 You know, and I, can we give her props? I mean, for a doctor, lawyer, sex worker, she's an amazing fighter, too. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. She had some, some ninja training herself. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah. She had some Krav Maga on there somewhere. Krav Maga. Um, Krav Maga. Yes. Yeah, so. And and then Doug and Carol fight more ninjas, and Carol gets wounded, and she... Well, she stands there. Yeah. <laughs> she just lets herself get hit. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, all of her ninja training leaves her, and she gets slashed across the chest, and she falls, and Doug's like, Carol, Carol. <laughs> Did you get shot by an arrow, too? Yeah, okay. he does. Oh, he does. I thought she did, too. Okay. No. I think she just got cut by a sword. She just oh, got okay. cut by a sword. Right. He, um... He's fighting off the ninjas. Well, there's a great part where he, like, stands up, and, like, Carol's, like, we think she's dying or she's dead. And he stands up, and he's, like... He says something. I can't remember the line. <laughs> he goes, I may be a man of God, but prayers will not. And then it cuts and for then, a minute. Yes. A solid minute. And they're all checking their watches, looking at each other, <laughs> wondering what's well, going the, on. The, like, the really big one, like, turns and, like, he throws up his arms. Like, do we attack him? Like, what? And then he goes, and then it just comes back. So the whole quote was, I may be a man of God, but prayers will not, dot, dot, dot. Save your life! 
survives. <laughs> and he, he goes dinosaur again. And then he goes dinosaur. So Wei Chan shows up. And he's got an arrow which contains anti-venom to stop the transformation, which who the fuck knows why that works, but it does. Thousands Science. Of, <laughs> thousands of years ago, our order discovered the anti-venom. Uh, and, and like they, ma- they make like a little throwaway line that uh, he was right. Dinosaurs don't exist. And everything you're seeing, like all the dinosaur bones we have are dragon warriors that have been slain by the church. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but for some reason, Doug's hands are immune to the anti-venom and he strangles Wei Chan using his velociraptor powers. And then it becomes a fucking mannequin head. Yes, Wei Chan. Oh my Yes, God. he pops Wei Chan's head off his shoulders and then he's just this little... Like, terribly racist-looking mannequin head. And he throws it on the ground. It was from the beauty school. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was but so, it was Yes, so he funny. said, do you have any last words, Velocipaster? And he said, only six. I think my hand is immune. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved, like, when he stabbed his brother and the blood kept squirting for, oh, like, yeah. 40 oh, seconds straight. God. Oh, my gosh. And then when he was holding Carol and she's like, no. You are good. You are good. She's like, like petting him. She's petting him, <laughs> but then she keeps coughing up more blood. Yes. <laughs> like this movie, it knew what it was. It yep. knew what it was. Yeah. And we really, this, now when, when he is killing all the ninjas, I was like, this is the scene that we wanted and we got it. We deserve this scene because that's when you finally get to see the dinosaur in all of its glory. It's amazing. <laughs> Like swinging its head around, bashing into ninjas. Disney could learn a thing or two. (laughs) They overworked their effects staff way too much. Choreographers need to study this film. This film is very important. It's like a dance, the fight. I hope whatever species comes after man, this is the only relic of our culture. <laughs> Velocipaster, the movie, the yes. DVD, just hanging out, right? Just, just one single DVD kept in a tomb. <laughs> and some, like, the, whatever species comes next, their version of Indiana Jones goes, like, delving into the last known, like, DVD store and finds only Velocipaster. And so they piece together all of human culture using only Velocipaster. <laughs> I think Sam just skipped ahead right to fan fiction. I'm just saying. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think so. I need this series to continue. (laughs) So Doug takes Carol to the hospital and he has this great scene with the doctor where the doctor, he and the doctor are talking about Carol. And then all of a sudden the doctor's like, yeah, she's going to be okay. Do you want to see her? And he's like, yes, of course I want to see her. He's like, why didn't you lead with that? What the (laughs) hell? But like the doctor is just standing there with this big smirk on his face. Like it's like, End of a 1980s sitcom, like the, mu- the, the yeah. music's playing, and he just sits down, opens up a magazine, and he's just reading, and like the camera hangs on him for like 10 seconds too long. <laughs> so then Doug rushes in to see Carol, and she's like, I'm fine. And well, right before then, he rushes in, and right when the camera was going to change is when I got the commercial for this woman holding her newborn baby <laughs> in a hospital, oh, and boy. she had long brown hair, and so... Like me and my fiance, we look at each other and go, no fucking way. And then, like, we see the little number saying there's 97 seconds of ads. And we go, oh, 
All right. <laughs> she was like, you need to mention that tomorrow. She goes, you have to. <laughs> That's great. So she goes, I'm fine. And he's like, are you really okay? Are you okay? Because it's like she had this big wound and she technically died. And, and then she she's like, and he leans in close to her beckoning finger and she goes, I'm fine. And then across the screen in big letters, she's, she's fine. fine. <laughs> yes, that's when I went, was this movie written by a nine-year-old? No, it but was I written by a master. Love it. it. It was, was written, written by, by a master. master. I still love it. Yes. I like. I think Quentin Tarantino movies are pretty darn okay. Blew it out of the water. <laughs> like they could not give this movie an Oscar because they could just never have the Oscars again. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would? You, how would you top that? You, you can't. You couldn't. No. You can't. Every every moment of our species has been distilled down into this moment. <laughs> Three million years of human evolution, of conquering all of nature, of colonization, of war, of strife, of culture, of politics, all of it for Velocipaster. <laughs> Are we done with the movie yet? Almost. Okay. Because I've got the greatest fan fiction ever I got to read to you. Okay. Okay. So. Um, Doug quits the priesthood. He's got a bounty on his head now, and his plans with traveling the world with Carol and continuing their original idea of killing off criminals. But then there's one, there's like the very last scene is him fighting, and he like he's got blood all over him, and it says across the screen, only with the elimination of violence can we achieve yeah. world peace. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi. That was actually before they went to the hospital, I thought. That was, was like it? I thought that was the very end. No, it was like he was chopping off uh, Wang's head. And then as he's holding the head, it had that. Okay. And then it said that. And that's why I thought the movie was going to end. And yeah, then it goes to the okay. hospital. I thought that was the end for some reason, but that makes sense. Because I think the end was she goes, now we're going to take the fight straight to them. That's to right. To the Vatican. And he goes... There's going to be a lot of fighting coming up. And the whole budget was blown on that car. Like, that's yeah. what the oh, whole the budget Chevelle? was. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. And then I was like, I thought it wasn't like the Vatican that hired all those ninjas. They were like their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. It was, it was, but I just love that. Only through the elimination of violence. Because I've seen that quote at the end of martial arts films. Yeah. And I'm, I was just like, I just died laughing when I saw it at the uh, right after he killed. It's so out of place. Oh, oh my god, it was so funny. It was so funny. I was just like, yes, that's perfect. Oh my gosh. So it's over. All right. Do you mind if I do fan fiction real fast? Because I get the greatest. One yes. Ever. Yes. Let's hear okay. your fan fiction. So there are none on fanfiction.net, but there are nine on archive of our own. There's some with like. Pokemon crossed over and uh, some with uh, Rick and Morty. There's some weird ones. But this is the greatest one ever. It's called Almost Heaven. And I'm just going to read the summary for y'all because this is fantastic. Who knew ordering a butt plug from Tao Bo can lead to this many complications? This is a Veloster Pasture fan fiction detailing how Doug and Carl male Carol, overcome their respective past traumas, become lovers through a series of twisted events, and establish a Catholic gay furry New World Order using an oriental mystic magical butt plug that turns them into furries, and the power of their love while being pursued by Wei-Chan and his pesky ninjas. This is why God doesn't fucking talk to us. 
I'm sorry, I have to go now. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. But yeah, go check out these uh, fan pictures. Oh my God. Archive of our own. I can actually see Rick and Morty. I can see that. Yeah. One of the, that one, doesn't surprise me too much. There's a list of cast on here too. And Rick and Morty shows up on this one as well. As well as Barack Obama. He's also... And Edward Cullen. He, they're also uh, characters in this... Fan fiction. It looks like a winner to me. I give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. I haven't even read it yet. So there we are. That's fan fiction. Sounds like they're playing well off the film. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I love this little little nugget of trivia. He, Brandon Steer, wrote, velo- typed Velociraptor into his phone, and it autocorrected to Velocipaster. And that's where he got the idea from. Nice. Autocorrect. Divine intervention. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? You know how we said Daniel Steer was Father Stewart? I bet Daniel was his dad. Because you had said the director was writer was Oh, was Daniel? Brendan Steer, not yeah. Daniel Steer. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's my bad. Daniel Steer. I bet Steer. it was his dad, though. And that was probably the dad's backyard then. That was probably. He's, like, he's probably like, yeah, you can use my backyard if you make me a character in this. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad that I messed that up. Oh, okay, well. We don't forgive you. Don't worry. Guess what? I was right about Tim Allen hitting someone with his car. Oh, were you? Yeah. Did, but did you die? <laughs> yes. Did in you die? 1997. Oh, no. He injured a 72-year-old retired librarian. Oh, no. It's probably the thrill of her lifetime, let's be honest. To be hit by a star. It's a man. Oh, the thrill of his lifetime. <laughs> to infinity and beyond, as his old coach. Oh! oh! So, yeah. NNDB. What is NNDB? What? NNDB. Tracking the entire world. NNDB is an intelligence aggregator that tracks the activities of people who have been determined to be noteworthy, both living and dead. Why are you seeing this and what are you reading it off of? NNDB. That's the name of the site. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Get stickers and t-shirts from Velocipaster at Rebel. Velocipaster merch. While you're buying, they mostly podcast that right merch. Get it all at once. That's right. Get your... Stickers, get your banners, and your Frankie Mermaid sticker. Frankie fucking Mermaid. Oh, look, you can even get a Tim Allen mugshot from T-shirt from there too. Oh my god, that's fantastic. That's great. Um, how, where, what is our runtime so far? Should we be rating or? Yeah, we definitely should be. Okay, let's rate this bitch. Guests rate first. Thank you for coming. What do you rate this? Out of ten. You want me to go for? I'll go first. Uh, nine out of ten. Just, I was laughing nearly the entire time. Like, just nine out of ten. Like, this movie's a masterpiece. Nice. Yeah. Nice. i got to go with eight because I have given other legit good movies nine. So, eight for a B movie, I think, is good. B movie? This is like a D movie. What do you mean, yeah. by, what do you mean by legit movies? What do you mean by A-listers? A-listers. Oh, Spielberg. Okay. Well, he gave this a 10 out of 10. I'm just saying. I'm sure he did. What's your rating? Me? Yeah. 
Um, my rating is I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten for sure for reals. Shit, man, I'm low. Okay, well, I'm still gonna go with mine. I'm gonna go with a seven point six eight four. I liked it. No, seven point six eight four. Round it up. Nope, we don't eight. round up at this podcast. Oh yeah, we do. No, we don't. Oh yeah, we no, do. No, we don't. <laughs> Who's the one who's in charge of keeping track of the scores? That would be the person who says we fucking round up. We don't round up on this podcast. Oh, I'm going to slap you so hard. Oh, we are going to the trench then. Bring it. Bring it. I swim in bitches. Bring it. Your name isn't Frankie Mermaid. No, it's Francesca Mermaid. You better hope her hands aren't immune. It's going down. Pimp us so we can get out, please. All right. We are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. And they have a great podcast network. So if you like this show, you should definitely go check it out. It'll be linked in the show notes. And you'll definitely find something that you like. Lots of quality horror podcasts. Definitely. 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 I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I will enjoy that. Um... If you want to interact with us, we are on social media everywhere at Podcast at Night. Um, we even have a Facebook group that you should totally join. We also appreciate reviews. So wherever you listen, please give us a review. It only takes like five minutes. doesn't have to take any more than that. We really don't need you to. I mean, it's five whole minutes of your life. I know. But just, you know, please and thank you. So... Um, we also have a merch store if you're interested that'll also be linked in the show notes and that's it for me and I just want to say thank you so much to Sam Helsing I was happy to be here please have me on again and uh, I will talk endlessly about bullshit that doesn't matter we love it of course for sure oh thank you and Mama Chaos goodbye people And stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of little kitty cats. Is that what you're going to do to me? Yeah. In the octagon? So I'm going to do to you in the octagon. You're going to hiss and then you're going to make vaguely threatening claw motions? I have nails. I will cut a bitch. You'll try. Are we clear yet? No. Meow.